Welcome to Behind the Counter. We are the guys behind the counter. I'm Kevin with Pizza Planet Video. And I'm Kev from Tape Town. How's it going today, man? Good, brother. How are you? Doing awesome. Doing awesome. Did you have yeah, a good bro. week of hunting for tapes or anything? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, well, I don't know. It was kind of a pretty decent week. Um, let's see. Let's look through, look through the stack here, see if I found anything good. I found, ooh, here's a good, a good little thing to start with. I found a Simpsons uh, Trick or Tree House box set. See, that's sweet. I remember, I was never a big Simpsons fan growing up, um, which is weird, I know. But, like, I always watched the Treehouse of Horrors. Yeah, same here. Same here, man. Uh, let's see, Bart Sells His Soul. Lisa oh, I remember that Geptic. one. Yeah. Uh, Treehouse of Horror 3, Treehouse of Horror 5. Black Widower and Cape Fear. Yeah, I know I've seen some of these, but I'm probably going to have to go back and watch them before Halloween, man. Definitely. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the other really good find that I found, I actually was going to probably save this for a staff pick, but I'll talk about it anyway. Uh, a Simple Plan. I forget if I talked to you about this movie before. A Simple Plan. I yeah. am blanking on Simple Plan. Dude, it is such a good movie. Um, easily one of like the best movies I think, as far as like dramas uh, from the '90s. Uh, it's got Bill Paxton, uh, Billy Bob Thornton, and Bridget Fonda, and it's basically these three friends are out in the woods and they find a crashed plane with like four million dollars stuffed inside this bag. And so the whole movie, like, they're just trying to figure out what to do with it. And then everything just starts, like, unraveling. Uh, as oh, it would I got kind you. of in real life, you know? It's, yeah, for sure. Oh, dude, it is a amazing find. Without giving too much away, because it's one of those you don't want to talk about too much. I'm getting into yeah. spoilers. But, um, yeah, so that was kind of my week. Some some good finds for me. What about you, man? What would you find? Well, I found a couple of the the grails that I've been searching for. I found Willow, which I was – that's probably the – Yes. The best that I, I was is and it's an RCA release, so it's got like that, you know, the simple just willow down the spine. Classic. Ah oh, god, it's so awesome. Yeah. I found the labyrinth, which I was pretty stoked about. Nice. Would uh what release is it a Nelson release or uh Embassy? I think it's an embassy release. Nice. That yeah, that's a that's a great find. Embassy is like I think that's the I think that's the original release for Labyrinth, pretty sure. I will have to double check. Yeah. Um, I found some, you know, Karate Kid 2, which now I have Karate Kid 1 and 2. Awesome. There, there is a Karate Kid 3, but let's not – we don't want to talk about Karate yeah, Kid 3. Yeah. You know what? I don't even really remember Karate Kid 3, man. Uh, it's, it's pretty bad. Like a guy comes back, gets a lot of the guys back from the dojo. They go after Daniel's son. Uh, it's just – it's not – it's okay, but like okay. no, no, no real – I mean, not everybody was coming back. Oh, you know, it's like, holy moly. Okay. But, is the, I mean, the Cobra Kai, are they in it? Uh, some of them are, yeah. Okay. All right. As long as Cobra Kai is in it, I feel like <laughs> it's somewhat true to the trilogy then. That's kind of uh, – That may be another episode where we jump into let's talk about like trilogies and – Oh, yeah, absolutely. What, the good ones. But, I, love, like, I watched a documentary this week on uh, – on- a massacre it's probably probably a really old video he did but it was basically the like the anthology of the ghostbusters 3 movie that never happened so he was like going through like all the scripts and like 
all the updates that they kept putting out and then like all the revisions and basically like it never happened. <laughs> you got we got kind of a video game, but that was about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters, possibly one of my it's definitely the top five for sure. Oh, me too, man. Me too. I can watch them over and over again. And we, we can get this down the road, but everyone hated the, the new the new release oh, of the Ghostbusters. Terrible. I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. You didn't hate it? I didn't hate it. Was it like, is it going to be like owned? No. But it, it was what it was. It was, I think for the amount of hate that these women received from that <laughs> okay, movie yeah, was, okay. was a little ridiculous. It was a little ridiculous. I'll say that. But I mean, I just don't know why you have to always start over. Like Dan Aykroyd was in like, he would have totally came back. Um, I don't know if the one guy had died yet. Bill Murray, obviously, he's no. he's he's not wanted to return since the start. But I feel like you could have done a continuation, and it could have been really cool. But instead, they tried to just like re reboot it, and yeah, I don't. I just I'm not a big fan of reboots to start, and then to yeah, it, I don't know. you have. I get very angry at reboots. But yeah. again, this is so many episodes we could talk right now. But like reboots. Right now, the only one that I'm – it's okay right now is Jurassic World. Well, Jurassic World is not really a reboot. It's a continuation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're, yeah, you're building on what's already there. And you're, right. you know, you're just adding to it and you're spicing it up. And, I mean, I feel like Jurassic World had some awesome, like, throwbacks to the original. And that's, that's all you need, man. You know? That's all you need. Yeah, and I, yeah. I agreed. Oh yeah. man, got I got that got passionate real quick there. We got a little got a little it's, aggressive. That's great though, man. It's uh, <laughs> I love talking tapes, man. Talking oh tapes. yeah, because I mean it it uh, you know movies evoke emotion, so that's people it. get super invested in in certain things, and that's it. Yeah. You know, and when it, when it comes to movies, for me, like I I I enjoy movies for what they are as forms of entertainment, right? Yeah. So I. I, do I get emotionally invested in certain ones? But like, I've never been so emotionally invested that like I've like walked out of a movie or I've like, you know, written directors or I've like hazed <laughs> people on the internet. Like I just, if it's, if it's not good, I just won't watch it again. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. about, that's about the extent of it. I'm like, ah, now nah, I'm good. There's been some movies I've been close. I've been real close to finding out where they live and, <laughs> Getting myself, uh, I don't know, a poop well, cannon or something, man. Just, <laughs> if you buy know, a poop like, cannon, that I'll, I will help with that. I will give money towards a poop cannon. Awesome. If anybody out there has Ryan Johnson's uh, home address, I would love to get a hold of that because I cannot stand The Last Jedi. That That's one movie I almost, <laughs> I almost walked out of. I saw it with my niece and my nephew, and if they weren't sitting there loving every minute of it, I would have I left. But, for sure. But that, hey, that we, is a whole other topic that I'm sure we will get to. Because <laughs> we've also point. talked about, like, I thought you weren't going to be my friend anymore because <laughs> I actually didn't mind The Last Jedi and I kind of enjoyed it. There, dude, there was some guy, like, obviously, I, I actually, I love that people enjoy it because I feel like I, I don't enjoy the new trilogy as much now. And just the fact that, like, you can sit back and enjoy what, what is coming out dude, I love that. I, I think that's awesome, man. And I honestly, I kind of envy it that. Uh, yeah. For me, it's just, it, it's almost like irritating in my gut when I watch it now. But, but again, I, I'm a weird movie lover. Like I don't look at like, you know, if it's in, 
you know, a series of movies. Like I can watch this as a standalone movie and just enjoy for what it is. Yeah. But like people are really get in Star Wars uh, in particular, they get really caught up in the canon of Star Wars. It has to fit. It has to make sense in the universe. Yeah. Like, you know, but again, that is a whole that is that's a like whole, that's a whole episode, man. That could be a whole week of episodes. That's probably like multiple episodes. <laughs> but yeah. seriously, like I watched it and I didn't tell you for like two weeks. Because <laughs> I was like, man, I don't know if Kev's gonna want to be my friend anymore. No, dude. I think I think it's one of those things everybody obviously with films, man, you know, everybody's got their own thing that they like about it or don't like about it. And that's the beauty of of movies, man, is being able to take away what you take away from, you know? For sure. Yeah. So this week at the shop, we had on a movie from my childhood. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's a new movie to you, correct? It was, man. It was a great first watch. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of sad this wasn't a part of my childhood, but I'm, I'm also envious that it was a part of yours, man. So the movie that we are talking about is Short Circuit. Yeah, Short Circuit. Johnny Five is alive, my friend. He's I alive mean, and well. Yeah. So yeah, this movie, I didn't see it in theaters because it was it was released in uh, 1986. Yeah. But uh, I did see it on. I'm pretty sure. So I had a next door neighbor growing up. That's dad. We've talked about him before, but like his yeah. dad was obsessed with movies, and so like he had all the toys. He had all the releases, and like he had bootlegs galore. And Ugh. so that's I saw. I'm pretty sure I saw Short Circuit for the first time on a VHS bootleg at my buddy's house. Man, that is so great. That's awesome. But, like, he was the coolest dad because, like, he would get, like, studio release costumes. Like, he had Batman. It came in this, like, plastic, protective, giant, like, briefcase thing, and you opened it up, and there was the, the formed mask and the chest piece Whoa, and the cape. He had, a, he had a Batman costume? Oh, yeah, and it was studio release, so it was a, it was a, a prop. Holy shit, who was this guy? Like oh, Steven dude. Spielberg's like nephew or something. <laughs> oh man, it was Mr. Wyatt is his name. The Wyatts. Uh, wow. And he like he had the like if you you went over to his house you knew you could watch rated R movies. Yeah, that, those are the best, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I saw Terminator for the first time over there. I saw RoboCop for the first time over there. Yeah. And I remember having like just being <laughs> like, it, you know, it was one of those things like it was never said out loud, but you didn't tell your mom. Yeah, like oh, when you, totally. You, yeah. When yeah. you came home from the Wyatt, she'd be like, What'd you do? Oh, we just played wrestling or, you know, played with toys or watched a <laughs> yeah, rated nothing, R movie, Robocop nothing. 2. It's not Meanwhile, a deal. sweat's starting to pour down your face. <laughs> She's like, Why, why are you sweating oh. so much? Nothing. Don't worry but about it. That is how I saw Short Circuit. And I just remember, I just, I attached to this movie. I just loved it. Robots. I mean, what kid in the yeah. 80s doesn't love robots? Yeah. And it's so real. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah, it was a first time watch for me, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, you know what? The the special effects aren't like they're not terrible. Like no, like the the this machine actually like moves and talks, and it, it yeah, it, it looks super real. You know, like being for a kid sure. in the '80s, man. I I would have wanted to build this robot <laughs> for uh, sure, definitely. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know what Short Circuit is, uh, I'll give you a little rundown of the movie. Um, number five, one of a group of experimental military robots undergoes a sudden transformation after being struck by lightning. He develops self-awareness, consciousness, and fear of reprogramming that awaits him back at the factory. Yes. With the help of a young woman, number five tries to evade capture and convinces his creator that he has truly become alive. Yeah. I mean, 
in this movie was you're just like you just felt from you're like Johnny Five, dude, you are alive. Yeah, alive um, with robot boners. <laughs> yes, you you are stuck on this. He, so, I, I just mean, I just imagine like there was some <laughs> screenwriter that like he wrote a bunch of shit movies and he wrote like a bunch of shit like sex comedies or something and he was like down on his luck and they're like oh you know why don't we get, why don't we bring Jack in on the script and he's like yeah yeah and they all went out to lunch and he just sat down and like revised a couple scenes like mm, he's gonna watch her watch her take a shower and you know just like. This I mean, robot's been alive for eight hours, and man, he he's got a he's got a very vivid uh, sexual he, appetite. He needs input, man. He needs input. <laughs> that is what Johnny Five needs. He needs input. But like, yeah. I mean, it's Ali Sheedy, and it's Ali Sheedy in the '80s. So I mean, <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. But like this, the the cast is awesome. You got Ali Sheedy, Steve Gutenberg, oh, yeah. Fisher Stevens, you know, and then a I bunch wish of I like knew the name of that Indian guy. What was that Indian guy's name? Fisher Stevens. Is that so, good, like, is, oh, okay. Okay. So he's actually not Indian. Oh, okay. So, it, which is a whole nother, like, he got crap way down the road. Uh, Aziz Azari, like, did an interview with him and was like, dude, when I saw this movie, I remember just hating you. Really? Because you did, like, the stereotypical, like, Indian bad accent, like, oh, you know. Okay. Yeah, and, well. and, and then he, then after the interview, Aziz was like, but I totally understand, like, you're a really nice guy and you're an actor that just needed some money to, to survive. So, <laughs> but yes, Fisher Stevens for me will always be from hackers. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. Remember? I didn't even realize who it was then. Okay. Gotcha. So, hack, yeah. He's been in uh, so many other things, but like for yeah. me, it would always be hackers. Yeah. And Steve Gutenberg was in tons of stuff in the eighties. Uh, like flopping everything. I mean, you got <laughs> flopping everything. <laughs> uh, what was it? So it was three men and a baby. Yeah. Oh, obviously, Police Academy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Cocoon. I mean, yeah. Just about everything, really. So many. Yeah. Lots of flicks. But no, I I like uh, Police Academy. That's that's a whole nother movie we'll jump into for sure. That's a good one for sure. But yeah. I hadn't what. I hadn't watched this movie. It's one of those movies like if people are like, you know, they saw a poster like, what is this stupid movie? I'm like, dude, that's short circuit. Like you need to watch your language. That is a baller movie. <laughs> Calm it down. Like I would defend it, but I hadn't really watched it until you and I put it in at the shop and we're like, let's, let's yeah. talk about how, how was like a reviewing? Um, like I, I picked up on a lot later. of, a lot of adult humor, obviously. Um, but like, for some reason, like in this movie, it's super hazy. Did you notice that? Like it's super always never, and again, it's the eighties and movies weren't super crisp, but like, yeah. I think it was, wasn't even recording. I think it was the fact that like, it was just like super hazy. Like, it was. Always. It I, was, I was like, why a... is it smoky in her bedroom? Like, why does it need to be smoky in her bedroom? Yeah. It just is. I did notice that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, most of it's, I feel like most of it's filmed outside. So you got a lot of light trying to get into the lenses. For sure. TV, but which I, dude, I love the, the actual like aesthetics and surrounding of the movie. Um, like, I don't know, just kind of like the Northern California vibe. and So um, this was actually filmed in Oregon. It was, oh, okay, it was filmed in Oregon. Okay. In the same town as Goonies and Kindergarten Was it? Cop. Oh, yeah. okay, I was wondering that. Okay, nice, because the bridge uh, is in the background. And right. I was like, yeah, I didn't know if it was Northern California or, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, because when I watch it, you know, back in the day, like, everything was, I feel like, filmed in Oregon. I guess they must have given, like, incentives or whatnot, but. 
Yeah. It would def- it definitely the house definitely had a Goonies vibe. Yeah. And so that's that's when I was like, I've got to figure this out. It's probably so the house like down the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They probably tried to get the Goonies house and they were like, oh, we can't. So here's a house down the street. <laughs> yeah. So I had to do a little research and I was like, oh, it, it was. But then they were like, oh, kindergarten cop also. And I was like, well, no shit. Oh, kindergarten. Yeah. It's not a Tuma. That's another. Yeah. That's a whole <laughs> Schwarzenegger spiel there. Yeah. But, um, no, I, you know, I thought it was awesome. I started picking up on like kind of b-roll actors i guess you would say like a gw bailey which is yep. the security guard scroder yep and he's like in everything and he's the same person in every movie he's he's the police uh the captain in police academy okay nice so him and gutenberg teamed up right again again but like he always plays the same <laughs> like he's always this really like overcompensating really ridiculous and like all of his lines are just the most ridiculous things ever. And it's like what he played in Police Academy. It's what he played in this movie. But so I was like, oh, look, it's that guy, you know? And yeah. Back in the day, I never really put that together. Yeah, for sure. But man. I liked, I just, I don't know. I, I thought, I mean, that was so good. I mean, there were so many things that I was like picking up on. And yeah, I um, feel like it would be, it would definitely be different. Like taking the nostalgia out of it and watching it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like you could take this movie and put it in like a time capsule and be like, this is a great representative of what films in the eighties look like everything from the look to the soundtrack. Like I love the soundtrack in this movie too. Oh. It's, it's just so, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Mechanical almost. And, oh, and for sure. Just, I mean, yeah, it just goes along with the movie really well. And, and it's a feel good of, movie, of, right? It's what? It's a feel-good movie. Is, like yeah, you, a- you go in, you you root for this underdog robot. He's got everything against him, and he just wants to be alive, and he wants to learn, and he just wants to be treated like a regular Joe. That's it. And he wants to Except, see a big pair of boobs. And he has a gigantic laser on his back that he can destroy the world with. That's true. What's uh, what's your favorite scene, man? I think my favorite scene is when he takes that car apart. <laughs> the boyfriend's car apart, yeah. and he does it really fast. Yeah. Like I was like I don't know, and they, but like it's so meticulously taken apart. I'm like, wow, that's yeah. It took you 45 minutes to make breakfast. I feel like, like I'm Ford, talking like I feel like Ford watched watched Short Circuit, and they were like, man, we are gonna create something called an assembly line, and we're gonna have <laughs> robots that look just like Johnny Five, but instead of taking cars <laughs> apart, we're gonna have them put it together. <laughs> we'll make millions, we'll I tell millions. you. Millions. That should have been Short Circuit Three, where. Uh, Johnny Five is just going to like assembly lines, trying to wake up all these robots and make himself aware. I, I, you know, we were talking about like the favorite scene. I think one of the more interesting one is when when um, Ali Sheedy's character meets Johnny Five for the first time. How he's taken apart her uh, her food truck. Yeah, which again, she's a food truck owner, which is kind of ahead of her time. Not a lot of food trucks in the eighties. It became a huge thing out here. It's true, you know, it's like. Food trucks are big now, but anyway, like she goes in and she's like, thinks he's an alien. And she's like, I always knew that they would pick me. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, like, and like the whole time she's talking to him, he's just like dumping out paprika. And like, you know, yeah. like, I, was, I was like, <laughs> he is taking apart this vehicle, but very slowly and methodically. I like it. Yep. But I love that she doesn't even good. realize that he's an, not, not an alien until the next day. Right. Yeah. I like how she was like, do you have a little brain inside of you in a jar? Like, yeah. what is it? And I was like, Pfft. She's, you've watched too many movies yeah. for real. 
Um, yeah. I thought it was funny that they were only selling the robots for $11 million. True, yeah. Which is, you know, today's standard chump change. Yeah. So, but what's really funny is I looked, I was just curious. I, you know, I like to look up random facts and be a proprietor of useless knowledge. So the robots, $1.4 million of the film's $15 million budget was spent on building the robots. Really? So number five, it took $1.5 million to build him to do all the things that they wanted him to be able to do. Man, I wonder like where those robots are today. God, I don't know, but I remember the toy. Yeah, talk about the, the toy. Eight. So the toy was, it was, I would say like a waist high, again, when I was a kid, a waist high robot that looked identical to Johnny Five. Yeah. Um, but it was like a hundred and like thirty dollars or something. Like it was ridiculously expensive. Yeah. And Almost you know, as much it was the VHS tape, probably <laughs> for real. Like <laughs> at the time. And I just remember being like, dude, I got to get this robot and I, I need this robot in my life. Yeah. And I went to my dad and my dad literally was like, you're out of your damn mind. There's, <laughs> that's, there's that's no a, way. Son, that's a car payment right now. <laughs> there's no way I'm spending $150 on a robot for you to enjoy it for a week and then get bored with it and yeah. put it down. Or push it down the stairs on accident because yeah. I think it's alive and watch it break everywhere. Or try to electrocute it with your parents' car. Yeah, electricity yeah into hook it. it up to some car batteries. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working, and he just burst into flames. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I just remember the toy, and I just remember wanting it so bad. And then, of course, like, the movie, I went on to a new movie or a cartoon and one of those toys. Yeah. Did, wait, didn't, just feel- uh, didn't that little bastard down the street have the short circuit toy? I did. Uh, yeah, I think Steven did have the toy. Yeah, and that that's the son of that dude who had, like, every movie Everything. right? And again, like, we played with it, but, like, it was it was hard. Like, it's 80s electronics, and it was, like, super hard to, like, control, oh, I remember. Oh, yeah, true. And, like, you're just like, this is cool, but he doesn't actually shoot a laser. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Steve, he was also a huge wrestling fan, so he had, like, a, a, a wrestling ring. Like, we're talking turnbuckles, ropes. Springs in the floor, the whole nine outbacks. So that's what we wanted to do. Yeah, wow. it was ridiculous. I feel like Johnny Five was part of our tag team for a while. I can't. It was <laughs> yeah. again long time ago in the eighties. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, cool. were there any other any weird things that you picked up on in the movie? Like funny things that you just I don't know. I like uh, for me, I thought it was really funny that one scene where he's like, I, I think it's at the beginning where he's talking about, oh, so we have these series of robots and they can they can do all sorts of. They can be out in the cold if you're in the frozen tundra. They can do the jungle if you're out in the jungle. They can withstand rain. And all of a sudden, there's, like, a little tiny, like, drop of rain and a little, like, crack of thunder. And he's like, ah, shit. Well, all right. Let's get the robots inside. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I like this hard sell. But I, I don't know. I don't know if I believe you, man, that these things are weatherproof. <laughs> Dude, I like the fact that, A, it just took a little bit of electricity to, like, completely screw these things yeah but like later on in the movie you realize how easy it is to disarm these robots oh. it's a giant red button on their back <laughs> it's like putties i mean like johnny five disabled three robots with mud rocks and a porta potty yeah and he taught them three stooges simultaneously he made them he reprogrammed them in literally like what felt like 10 minutes <laughs> and made them do slapstick comedy yeah i mean so, like, what's what's not to say, like, if you're going in against some, like, you know, radical terrorist group, they can't just reprogram him with some sticks, and then he'll be coming after you. 
Right? I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, why would you put the big red button? Why wouldn't you you make it blend in until only the person that operates them know how to turn them off? Yeah. Maybe that's why it was only $11 million and not like, you know, $25 million. With $25 million, you get a button that blends in that you don't know where it is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we put the button uh, underneath (laughs) his foot, so nobody knows. Dude, I like like the fact that in the movie, uh, right after they did that presentation, they moved inside. Yeah. And they were – talking to all the generals are trying to sell it to like the senators and he and one of the generals are talking about how they're going to drop them behind enemy lines on the soviets yeah and the operation is going to be called gotcha last yeah <laughs> yeah and i thought that was a superb piece of writing yeah. they were like we need a name for an operation fuck ah, ah, gotcha last it's going in <laughs> it's like, that's what we're paid operation, for operation <laughs> uh tag you're it yeah operation Fuck, this movie's only gonna you know, the budget's only fifteen million. I'm not getting paid that much to hear. Uh, yeah. let's just say gotcha last. <laughs> and they're like, That's in. Yeah. But that's the kind of weird shit I pick up on now. Yeah. Like that's what it it is funny one... watching these as an adult and uh, Yeah. Yeah. They're still good. They're still enjoyable. My wife had never seen it. Um, so I was doing my research on this movie and so she was like, I I, I kinda wanna watch it now and I was like, It's 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 enjoyable. Yeah, it is, man. It, but is, like, it is a very feel-good movie, and it is one that I'm kind of ashamed to say I never saw, for sure, uh, up until this point. One of the, like, the thing with the 80s was everything was kind of overkill in the movies. Like, they never really blended in. Like, right now, you know, if, you, if Johnny Five escaped, it'd be like an undercover vehicle blending into the streets. Like, it wouldn't be these, like, all-out crazy missions to retrieve them, right? It would just be like... They would like use a drone, drop a bomb, and boom, we're gone. So true. Yeah, it's like analog. It's like digital analog. Yeah, it's so. True. But like, like they could track you... this guy down for like the entirety of the movie, even though he's got a tracker on. <laughs> right, and then the car, the vehicles they used were like the most overkill, like land assault vehicles <laughs> driving through what they said was like you know downtown San Francisco or whatever. Right. Like, you're just like, what the hell, you know? Yeah. Um, it's so but great. like I, I thought the whole time I was just like, really? No one's like calling out the fact that there's this weird bazooka-like weapon on top of an armored vehicle rolling down the street from Nova Industries. Yeah, like no one, everyone's totally chill with that. Yeah, but you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. People uh, just, I guess they're just used to giant robots rolling around. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> a, apparently that's like a totally normal thing, but. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, I, do you remember I, uh, renting this at the video store? Do you have any fond memories of strolling remember, through the aisles and picking this guy out? I remember renting the sequel, Short Circuit 2, that okay. came out in 88. Yeah. I remember going to see that in theaters and then having like people over and we watched it. Nice. But that's that. I, I remember the sequel being okay. Yeah. Um, Short Circuit 2 came out in 1988. Uh, basically... Johnny Five goes to New York, basically. Oh, okay. All right. So that's cool. That's help. a good little switch up. Yeah. Does he get like to lost help. in the big? Is it basically Home Alone too? Kind of be amazing if it'd be Home Alone with a robot. No, he goes to help Ben with his electronic business. Okay. And then like people find out, and then like the city lowlifes want to turn him into like to make profits off of him and stuff. Okay. So it's like him surviving the big city. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I always remember like wanting a third short circuit back in the day. Yeah, it feels like there should be a third. I mean, I feel like this is a good recipe for a trilogy, you know? So, you know, I, I like to do research on things. So I looked it up. Ah. And apparently, there was one written in uh, 89. 
but then it was rewritten in nineties and, and just apparently was unsatisfactory and no one wanted to come back for it. So they just kind of scrapped it. Okay. But there is talk, uh, there was talk in 08 of making, uh, a third or a reboot. Yeah. Um, basically and they, they, and then they, it's still, it's still in talks. Like no one said no yet, but no one's really like put that much effort into it. Yeah. Basically a, a boy from like a, a, a you know, a, a broken family meets Johnny five and you know, they, build a friendship and like take over the world okay all right which i think would fit in the into the you know the short circuit universe it would it would and they would probably update him like he would probably end up he would probably honestly look too too techie now like he would probably look like the robot for my robot or something you know like he wouldn't be that clunky uh you know like robot that we all love from the 80s that can beat eggs and shoot lasers and yep. dance and read an entire line of Encyclopedia Britannica's in like 45 seconds. I love that part. I love when he just like whips through that book and then throws it over his shoulder. Need input. Yeah. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Need more to read. And then he like, and then he picks up everything. He's like cat. And then he like names off everything about <laughs> and the cat. Throws it. Oh. He's like China. <laughs> And then he picks up our table, postmodern. Yeah, you know. I was like, "Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome." But so, would you? Is this a movie that you would recommend to the uh, the patrons of our video store? I would absolutely recommend this, especially if yeah. you're, you know, our age, you know, late twenties, thirties, and you're wanting to introduce your your kids or your nieces and nephews into what you know eighties culture looked like, and a good a good movie, what it looked like when you grew up. Um, throw on short circuit. It's a really good time. You know, I think, I think they'll enjoy it. It's got a lot of funny parts, a lot of slapstick comedy, um, definitely, which I feel like is missing from a lot of, uh, a lot of movies today. Um, right. in fact, I feel like there's just not a lot of kids movies that aren't cartoon today. Everything, everything is cartoon. Apparently they just think that kids only want to see animated shit. So rent them short well, circuit and right. pop that sucker in the, in the VHS. In the in the VCR, oh. teach them what uh, teach them what the VCR does. Teach them that you can't just skip a scene, and that yeah. when you, you know when the movie's done, you rewind it because that's what good people do. That's what good people do. No, I would totally recommend this movie. This movie was great. It's it takes you back to being a kid, and it's what movies that kids should watch should be. Because you were talking about like you feel like movies nowadays are just animation. Because yeah. I don't feel like kids after they get out of cartoons are kids anymore. Do kids grow up too fast nowadays? They're yeah. watching crazy stuff, but like I feel like they should be watching Bushwhacked, Short Circuit, and enjoying being a kid. That's it, and man. I, you know, so get out I there totally and get rec- your knees dirty. Get out there and get your <laughs> knees dirty. Go pretend you're a robot and try to take over the world. Yeah, take your dad's laptop and leave it outside in the rain and wait for some lightning and thunder and see what happens. Just, you know, yeah. I, I say why not? What can go wrong? <laughs> Would you put it as a as a staff pick? Uh, you know, for sure. I I think it could definitely be a staff pick. Throw it up on your shelf, you know. Definitely. Staff pick I, of the week. It is available for rent at Pizza Planet, so it is on the shelf. So I would definitely say this is a staff pick. Nice. Um, not everything is going to be a staff pick. Even exactly. if it's good, it may not be a staff pick, but Johnny 5 is and, you know, Short Circuits is such a part of my childhood and the reason that I do the you know pizza planet and while i do this podcast so yeah I, I would definitely say it's a staff pick nice yeah i would say for me 
I would put it as a staff pick, but maybe not for a while. Maybe maybe if I ran out of a lot of other stuff that I really, really, really had a nostalgic enjoyment for. For I, sure. I would put that ahead of this. But but it is good. I think it could make it up there onto a staff recommendation shelf. Definitely. Yeah. Nice, man. Well, episode number two. That's feel... it. We talked the talk. We walked the walk. <laughs> um, we nailed it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, short circuit, man. So, we'll have more reviews coming shortly. Yes. Oh, we didn't talk about the fact that it's a CBS Fox box. Oh, dude, yours is. Mine is not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, CBS Fox box. We gotta get you a CBS Fox copy of Short Circuit. Yeah, I think I have like the twenty fifth and like the anniversary when they, you know they re released them. Yeah. So it's got like that banner up top, which yeah. Uh, but I'm yeah. a, you know me, I'm a CBS Fox box guy. Oh, dude, they are they are so pretty. I just I love watching uh, like just 20th Century Fox, like how they uh, how they did all their VHS. You started with with uh, you know magnetic, and then you moved to CBS Fox, and then it was Fox Home Video, and then it's 20th Century Fox Home Video. And I don't know, man. I just feel like they have such a good, like, variation and assortment of titles and companies that put out that they put out and stuff on tape. And uh, they're a really fun one to collect, for sure. They are. That and RCA are the two boxes that oh, I really go yeah. for. If I can, and even if it's a movie I'm not, like, super stoked on, I'll still buy it. Yeah. It just looks good on the shelf in a row. All of those titles that, uh, just, mm, yeah, quality. Yeah. All right, man. Well. Until next time. Yeah, um, until next time. We'll see, you know. <laughs> Signing off from behind the counter. And uh, don't be a jabroni. Rewind that tape, homie. <laughs> nice. <laughs>